My name is Carl Linder and you're listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast, the podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Welcome to episode 29, Stop Motivating Your Staff. Stop trying to motivate your staff. You, the salon owner, stop trying to get a gimmicky fix to motivate your staff. You've got to stop doing things like yourself, being submissive, you know, giving in to them on everything they want. That's not motivating. Knowing that your boss is a pushover, knowing that your boss just says yes to everything, that doesn't motivate them. It doesn't motivate them that they've got a job next week or they're going to be one of the premium spas or that's not motivating guys so you might think that the softer you are on your teams the more motivating it is for them okay the reason i decided to talk about this is because i get a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails and a lot of messages that actually say carl can you join me on a platform or come to my salon and motivate my team well honestly i can for the day I can come along and I can pump everyone up and we can have a bit of excitement and I will definitely leave there with everyone ready to rule the world. Except you know what it's like when you get, let's say, a coaching to do retail training for you. It's brilliant, isn't it, for a week, a fortnight, a month. You get in the local rep and they'll pump them up for a week or two or you get a guest speaker or you go to Salon XL or whatever it is you're going that isn't motivation guys maybe it's kind of motivational but that isn't what i'm talking about you see the two key things that i want you to think about when we're trying to motivate people is accountability and ambition these are the two key things that you have to get right in your business maybe nobody's ever spoken to you like this before maybe nobody's ever said oh um Forget about commission for a minute. Forget about all those lovely, fluffy things you're going to do. What about those two basic things? What about accountability? And the reason I start with accountability, because when you haven't got staff accountability, your business is going to pot. I promise you, it's going to pot right now, right this minute. And you might not think a team want accountability, but I tell you what they do want. They want accountability for the other person in their team. See, they don't want to see someone else not doing a good job or they don't want to see someone else working less than them for the same amount of money or shirking or going sick or anything like that. So one of the most motivating things you will ever do in your organization is actually hold people accountable. You know that thing about having boundaries and goals and targets and communicating really, really well? You want to motivate them, guys. Let's start with that. We don't have to start with all the the sexy motivational talks. We have to get the accountability thing right. And if you have no idea how to hold your team accountable, please inbox me. I'm really, really going to help you. The next part of motivating people is to look at ambition. You know, everyone has got ambition. Everyone. But you've got to work out what that ambition is. Is there ambition to be the best hairdresser, best therapist, best technician, to be the best at anything? Or is there ambition to be the fastest? Or to is there ambition 
not based around anything at all that, that is valuable to you. And I'm going to talk to you about, about that in a moment when we talk about recruitment. You've got to tune into individual's ambition. You can't tell someone, I'm going to make you a salon manager and expect them to get all excited and pumped up. Because if you don't want to be a salon manager, and not many people manage uh, to become a good salon manager, they actually uh, manage to just be a hairdresser with a title or a therapist with a title. So you've got to look at what are people's ambitions so you can start matching them. What you've got to really, really do, guys, is you've got to start thinking about, right, motivational or motivated teams come as part of a, a an engineered system, an engineered team. It's a, it's a really a buildup of systems and procedures, just like everything else in your business. I know you don't like systems and procedures. I love them because they take my stress away and they get me results. I know you guys want to stick with the creative side and all that kind of lovely energy, but it's zapping your energy because your team isn't staying motivated. You've got to start thinking about what can I start replacing incentives with you to stop thinking about motivation and start thinking about my staff have a job i don't have to give them more money or more time off or more time to do the service to motivate them it's as simple as this hello you're a hairdresser here is the process that i'd like you to follow please start here and stop here excuse me you're a bus driver your job is to get from here to here and between bus stops take this amount of time now if you're a bus driver you don't get a bonus or a cash incentive for getting faster between the gaps do you you know driving straight past everyone who's queuing in the bus stop you get paid and you get paid properly which is one of the problems that you have by the way you get paid properly for doing the job properly. I go from bus stop to bus stop in a safe, efficient manner, on time, and I get to the end on time, and I'm paid to do that job. I don't need to be incentivized between stops. Do you know what I mean? I just have a job, and this is the absolute minimum process that I have to do. If you were a teacher, okay, and I've had lots of association with, with teachers over the years, if you're a teacher, you go in and you teach those children a class of 30, a maths lesson, maybe for an hour. You're not thinking, I wonder if I'll get a bonus at the end of this. I wonder if I'll get a bonus if I go a bit faster. I wonder if I'll get a bonus if I stay on a bit longer. There's no bonus system for doing the job. There's pay for doing the job. And bonuses are for doing something above and beyond the this simple process what you are doing as salon owners is giving them everything day one walk in love you right i'm gonna hug you and kiss you and i'm gonna give you money and commission i'm gonna take you out for parties i'm gonna make sure that you have the most amazing environment we're gonna have everything good and the best products you see you're trying to find a fix guys you've got to stop looking for quick fixes how many of you have already got or had commission systems that never ever worked. Most of you, if you're bothering with retail at all, have got a 10% commission on products. And still, you can't do over 40% of your sales in products as, as a, a ratio of your customers. It doesn't work, does it? So you're saying, no, Carl, it doesn't work, but I'm gonna stick with it anyway. 
And that isn't motivating. In fact, you could have commission systems that in some ways, in some occasions, demotivating. Stop trying to find the fix. Try and find the thing that really, really works. You just want people to, in the first instance to do their own job. When we come to products, I mean, I talk a lot about products. All of you should know by now. So I'm the author of this book, Selling Products, Sell or Die, Not Trying. It's available on Amazon or my website. I'm highly, highly driven by retailing. But as member of staff should not be motivated to sell a product because they are getting a couple of pounds of it. What they are saying is, or what we are saying, what I'm saying is, the client should have that product because they need it. That's my job. That's my professional job, is to make sure that the client has that because they need it. Why do we feel as if we have to do some kind of trickery? Yeah, some kind of magic, some kind of hocus pocus, and we'll make it all amazing and, and sexy. And um, we don't need that. We simply need, this is your job. I want you to talk about the product. I'm going to educate you on the product. I want you to take the product over there. I want you to ask the client, do you want the product? If anyone's done training with me, you know that we don't ask that question. But the point is uh, that we must not rely on these mythical motivations when we must do the processes. We must do the job properly first. Here's the standard. Set the standard. This is the minimum standard in this job. There's no reason to keep talking about motivation in the early stages of building a team. And you have to build a team through accountability because people are looking to other people to be accountable, even if they don't want to be held accountable. They don't like slackers. They don't like people who are uh, doing less than them or have a worse attitude than them. So you have to work on accountability. You're not going to be making any money by trying to force through different types of commission systems, motivations, and all that sort of stuff. What I want you to think about is this. Motivation is your job, and you've got to start getting out of the treatment room. You've got to start getting out of the cupboard. You've got to start getting away from the back of the chair. You don't spend enough time motivating them. You don't spend enough time communicating with them or training them or focusing on them. And that is the problem. You're trying to kind of get someone else to do it. You're trying to say, well, I'll buy in something or someone or I'll have a magic potion that will motivate the team. You have to build an absolute culture. You can't get a fix, guys. It's, an, it's a culture that you're trying to create. Now, when you start in this culture, you can't motivate people or you shouldn't be motivating them from the outset with the wrong tools. You should be doing it inwardly and you should be looking at them as individuals as well. This is where I want you to start. I want you to start at the recruitment process. Your recruitment process is shot. It's, 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 it's knackered and it's knackered because you don't take the right people in the first place. You take whoever's available and you stitch yourself up. You don't take people who are high in energy and smiling and passionate about retail. You pick people who are available, which means they're not very passionate. They're not that interested. They're not that bothered. And you will kind of, during the interview process, justify it all in some... Do you know what? They're better. Better than having nothing, aren't they? Well, they're better than the last person that I had. And I don't know if there's anyone better out there anyway. So this one's okay. And she's got a nice smile. And, um, you know, I'll give her a go. And if that is right, then give her a go or give him a go. 
But you haven't got to give them a go for five years. We don't now need five years of abject failure from them. You've got 12 weeks to decide, is this person motivated? Are they going to sell? Because if someone's not self-motivated in that 12 weeks, there's not a magic portion in the world that's going to get them motivated. If they don't want something, if they don't want training, if they don't want your approval, if they don't want to fit in, if they don't want to be part of something better, if they don't want, you know, have a wage to take home to pay their bills, how are you going to motivate them with a, a little bit of commission year and a training session over there? You're not going to do it. And you've got to stop thinking of motivation as something you kind of do like, oh, I'll put in my diary next week on Tuesday, we'll have a motivational session. You've got to stop doing that kind of stuff or I'll do a team building thing, you know, once a year just before Christmas. It doesn't work like that. It's about having the right people and working on the right systems. But it goes back to the basics. They've got to do the basic job at a high standard, regardless of motivational factors that are orchestrated. And I hear you do loads and loads of excuses as well. And these are some of the ones that I've heard in the last few days. When you are keeping people who are going to always be demotivated and they're going to demotivate even more people. Someone said to me yesterday, Carla, should have got rid of her a long time ago. She's actually demotivating me. She makes me miserable. But she's a good earner. By the way, when I investigated, she wasn't a good earner. Was she doing three and a half times her wage? No. So I'm keeping her because she's an earner. She's not a good earner. She's not very motivational. She's not good for my my health. She's not good for my team. But we keep blocking ourselves. We keep making things very, very difficult. Sometimes we say, oh, well, the customers love her. You don't love her. And your colleagues don't love her. But you think the customer does? I wouldn't mind betting that half the time that the clients will be glad when that stylist is gone. Because... If they're not motivated and they're not inwardly motivated and they're not the right people, you're never, ever going to get there. You've got to also stop doing this. I'm going to pay minimum wage with a potential commission for something that happens in the future. Do you not realize how demotivating that can be for people? You've got to at least start off with a good, healthy, basic wage. Not as a motivational tool just as a basic so the so they can survive so they can pay bills so they can go out for a beer so they can do whatever they want to do with that money and you might be thinking well i can't afford it carl well you probably can if you were to be better at training if you were better to be better at marketing or if your prices were even right so i am saying that money is important to the motivational process but it's not the thing that motivates most people. It's the thing that people need as a basic. Even if you was to pay someone very, 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 very high wages, unless you've got a culture, a happy, motivated, accountable kind of culture, that money will soon go out of their minds. Why do you think people are on jobs of 200,000 and 300,000 and 500,000? You know, store managers are on whatever, 150, 200,000 pounds. There's, maybe they're not motivated by that anymore. They're motivated by the success that they achieve. Well, that's the people you want. You've got to take money almost out of the equation, maybe apart from time to time. And we did a, in, in the Massive Not Passive group, if you, that's the membership group, guys, that um, you hear me talking about from time to time. We did a session in there about the seven top motivators. And number seven, as in the lowest one, 
this this is through research by the way was money job satisfaction ambition getting where i want looking that i have something to look forward in the future becoming better myself being given more responsibility all those things are really really important and it's really really down to you as the salon owner to build that team so get from behind the chair get out of the cupboard get out of the treatment room start talking to the team start building the team build the right team with the right people get rid of the ones that are never going to be the team you want you've got to be much quicker to hire much quicker to fire but you'll never reach your financial goals your financial uh, potential with a demotivated team and you will not motivate your team with tick tips and tricks and that's all for this week thank you for listening to the salon health good to go podcast now take a look in the show notes pick up your links from the things we discussed today and please let other salon owners know that i'm here every sunday at 4 p.m trying to kickstart your week thanks guys i'll catch you all on the next episode